episode 12 of the Ultra Ordinary Running Podcast. I'm Angela and I'm joined by Christina and Melissa and we are three ordinary runners um, and we're all on a mission to make our way to the Havelina 100 in October of 2016 to do a 100 mile race together. Hello ladies. Hi Angela. Hi, Hi Christina. Hi Melissa. Hi Angela. <laughs> Oh, and um, so it's been a couple weeks since we've gotten together to podcast. We've all been busy and just had a lot of things going and Melissa's been traveling and um, so we finally got ourselves together to chat tonight, which is has, is a good thing. I've been, I've been missing you too. I've, I've been missing you too. You too. Uh. Well, I miss Melissa less because I just saw her a few days ago, <laughs> which we can talk about later. But so tonight we want to we want to talk. We've got two races to talk about. Christina um, did the Run Day O Run fifty k. Um, it's been two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yes. Two weeks ago, and then this last weekend, uh, Melissa ran the Monument Valley. We'll call it the heavy half because it was 14.4 miles mm -hmm. um, in Monument Valley. So um, we've got a lot to cover and and none of us have really heard it, the recap. So it's going to be new for all, all of us to hear. So um, Christina, why don't you start us off? You ran this run day over on 50K kind of on a whim. I did. Um, I was on ultra sign up. The magical world of ultra sign up, uh. and I wasn't looking for anything particular. It was just one of those things. I just like to go on there and always check out the hot list, like what's hot, and and just kind of seeing what's out there. And this race came up, and I realized it's like this was like the week before, and I said, "Wow, it's coming up like next week." It's just like a few days and I thought, wow, you know what? And I'm thinking about my training schedule um, for Miwok and knowing what I've been doing and trying to figure out, okay, what should I run this week? Um, because I, I have a schedule, but it was just, I mean, I, I wasn't sure if should I run these alone? Should I do this long back to back? And I just looked at this race and I thought, wow, this would work out perfectly to do a 50k. So um, I remember I asked both of you, you know, what would you think about, you know, me doing this race? Like, you know, you know, what would you do? And I remember Melissa said, you know, in her family, they would just go ahead and sign up. <laughs> and I, thought, I thought, well, you know, I don't have her or Rob's endurance, speed, you know, None of those. I thought, oh, well, yes, I, you I, do. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> I mean, a, a little bit, a little bit. And I thought, well, is this kind of crazy talk? I haven't, I mean, the longest run that I've done up until that point was 14 miles. So it was literally like doubling the mileage in just a matter of a few days. And I thought, is that crazy? Am I headed for injury? Could this be potentially really bad? So you both agreed you guys said yeah you know I would do it and I just sat on that idea I'm like I don't know I just 
I really didn't know. I thought, you know, I was still kind of struggling with it. And then I saw that the registration was closing like midnight at Thursday or Friday night, Friday morning. I thought I better decide. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and do it and just treat it as a training run. Just try to work out kinks, just get time on my feet. And that's what I did. So I signed up and it was a really small race. There was only about 40 people that signed up for the 50K, which surprisingly, there was four distances, 5K, 10K, 25K, and the 50K. And surprisingly, the 50K had the most people registered. So I thought that was really interesting. The 5K only had a few people. 25K only had, you know, maybe half of what 50K had. Um, So I thought, wow, I mean, I could potentially be really the last person. And that was my concern doing it was that, I didn't know if there were time cutoffs because some of those can be pretty strict. And knowing that it was a small race, are they going to be really strict? So I had contacted the race director to find out. And luckily he, he responded and said, you know, there's there's no time cutoffs and we're going to be out there until the last person finishes, which, you know, I thought, well, it could surely be me. Um, and that was fine. And I thought about that. I'm like, that, that would be, I would be perfectly okay with that. This is just a training run. I kept putting that in my head, just a training run, just get time on my feet. And it's nice to have like a route that I'm kind of unfamiliar with because I wanted to get to know like more trails. Griffith Park, so it takes place in Griffith, Griffith Park. And there's so many trails in that area. And you wouldn't think it, but there's parts that I have not discovered. So I thought, well, this is my way of kind of doing more different trails and getting different terrain. So it just worked out really well that um, schedule-wise and time-wise that um, I was able to do this race. So I decided to sign up. It was meant to be. It was. And it was really nice. You know, weather-wise, it was perfect. It was really chilly in the morning. There was a nice little cloudy overcast. And it warmed up nicely to about 60-ish degrees, maybe 65, I think, or maybe got close to 70. Oh, that's nice. Oh, it was gorgeous. And there was like cool breezes. There was no hot spots like anywhere. It was just perfect. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was just a really, really nice race. So now this was a, you said this wasn't a, um, a trail you'd run before? No, it was pretty much on the other side of Griffith Park. There's like kind of two sections or, or yeah, that you can use. And there's many different trailheads in Griffith Park. And this happened to be on the more eastern side of Griffith Park. There's a golf course um, near there. And, and I've never ran on that area at all. And it's pretty flat on this side of the, of the park. But you can go into um, more trails that will be more um, like climbing, more steep um, trails. And that's what we did. So it was kind of like a looped course. So it was mostly flat. Yeah. And and that's another reason why I wanted to do it because Javelina is, you know, courses. And I know mentally those have been tough for me. Hmm. It's just, you know, I just know that if I'm having a bad day, I could easily just call it a day and I'm trying to fight that urge to just give in you know and just pack my bags and that's that's it so mentally looped courses have been 
tougher for me. I know you guys, I like them, right? I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. But I, yeah. I've also heard people, you know, it can be really mentally challenging. In that yeah. Way. Yeah. And it's just, it was, it sort of looked like the course. I mean, I don't know how I would describe it. It was sort of a, a, a small loop around the golf course and then straight flat, um, down, um, just a flat trail and then we would hit a point and turn around and then we'd come back and then we'd go up to the climbs and then we'd come back here you know to that same point and then we'd go back up to that turnaround it sort of looked like those fire picks or those fire pokers how Uh, it has a tip and then it has that little curve Mm -hmm. it sort of reminds me of that and that that long that pointy tip is what we had to hit four times wow so that was just mentally when I heard, and I got a little confused because there was no chalk marks on the ground at all. There was like little signs and a few people here and there. And I was like, are we supposed to go this way? Um, and so I was just getting a little like, okay, I'm putting a lot more mental work into this race than I normally do, which is fine. But at the same time, I thought I don't want to think about it. I don't want to know where I'm going. I just want to run and not think. So when I hit those little, that first turnaround and then went up to the, do the climbs and then came back, I thought I turned right. And there was a station there, a water station. And she says, no, you have to go left and go back up to that, that point. And I thought, this is really odd. I'm like, are you sure? So I went all the way back up to the point to the, that first, that turnaround. And I said, am I supposed to be here? And the guy goes, oh, yeah. How many times is this? I said, this is the second time. He says, yeah, you'll hit this point two more times. It's a four, like four times you'll hit. And I wow. seriously felt like, oh, God. I was just like, wah, wah. I thought I <laughs> down. I was like, oh, my God. Okay. So then I was just like, okay, just, just deal with it. This is training. This is all it is. This is more mental than anything because mm-hmm. physically I felt great. It it wasn't a technical trail. It wasn't, aside from those two kind of big climbs, there wasn't anything else in there that would make it that much harder. The weather was great. I didn't have anything against me except for the mental aspect of it. So other than that, it turned out um, – you know, more mental than anything. That's such an important part of training though. I mean, it sounds like you really, this run really benefited you. It's an asset. This is going to be an asset for you when when you're running. Uh, I hope. Havelina, you can fall back on this and remember, you know, you did that loop course and. Yeah. And my goal is to do more loops. Mm -hmm. Just to get in the habit of doing that. And break through the mental, because that's been the toughest challenge for me is the mental aspect. Mm-hmm. Well, so now since you signed up for this kind of short notice, did you have, uh, you know, I think when you have a race kind of out there a little bit, at least I do, you know, you've got a race out in the distance. So you kind of think about it and you plan it and this, that and the other, but this was short notice. So did you go into it having any kind of plan? I know you, you said you were just going to treat it as a training run. So how did that affect yeah. how you did this 50K compared to how you've done other ones? This one, because of the course was so flat, I try to run as much as possible. 
I try to not give into any walks at all as much as possible. I wanted to tire my legs out. And if that meant slowing down my pace, which I did, and I kept trying to talk to myself out loud. So if I knew that I could carry on a conversation with myself, like easily, I was carrying on a really good pace. So I went in with it. And normally with other races, they've been really a lot more climbs, a lot more elevation gain that I knew that there were going to be power hikes involved. I was going to be walking a lot more. Mm -hmm. And this one I knew because the course was fairly flat really early on that I didn't want to give myself that reason to just give into that walk. Mm -hmm. So I kept talking to myself. Some girl had passed me or she was coming back on the loop and you know, I'm, I'm carrying on an easy pace. And she just said, she said to me like, you know, nice and easy, you know, nice and steady. And so I remember that. And I kept saying that to myself every single time I wanted to give into a walk. So I kept running and I just kept repeating that to myself, nice and easy, nice and steady, just keep it like that. And it helped immensely because I knew if I can tell myself that really easily, I knew that I could carry this on for as much as possible. And I did great. It actually really helped me. Now, I don't know if that would be the same way in other races because I know the races that are coming up are not flat by any means. So in that sense, I don't know how that's going to help me. <laughs> but I think it just, I, I think it was all, it wasn't, this, I don't think this race was meant for physical training. You know you can physically go that distance even if you have to walk that whole distance. But it sounds like everything you did was um a mental game because there's so much to that, like you said, giving in and, and walking. Well, it, or we say giving in and walking, but during an ultra, you know, you're going to walk, you know, you're going to hike. And, and so you, it's like you allow yourself that, but that pushing yourself is such a mental exercise. And, um, I, I just, it, it sounds like the whole thing was just really meant for you to have a and it was mentally good. I mean, it was mentally challenging, but the end, then you had this PR, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a big PR. That was huge. And I knew that I had a lot of good things on my side. Like, I felt good. I got a little tired. And I, and to be honest, I think I could have actually gotten faster. So my fastest time before this, which I took off an hour off my first 50K, it was like 9.30 was around there so this one I was at eight hours and I took yeah so I took off which I know for some people that's like wow that's really still slow I don't care it was just you know I don't really care about that I was just I couldn't believe it and when I got back from that second um stretch of those big climbs because I had to do those twice when I came back I walked a lot of that that stretch back up to that turn turnaround point because I just I was so tired of going to that point at this point this is like <laughs> time. I was like oh my god I have to go back so I and this was the fourth and last time and I just I just walked I'm like you know what let me just get time on my feet I could just you know I'm I have a pretty good you know time right now and then I thought about it at the end I'm like wow I probably could have took off more time had I not walked as much but I thought, eh, you know, I have all day. It's okay. But 
I was, I mean, at the end, I was still really happy about it because when I hit that point at, at when I, I was just done with it, I thought, you know what? Okay. Now it's just, I'm, I'm on the home stretch. Now it's just really get this thing over with and just move and just, and I was just, I was really happy at that point. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations. I mean, that is really huge to take such a huge chunk of time. It is. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that is awesome. Give yourself a round of applause for that. Oh, <laughs> especially considering you did it on like you you found it on Wednesday, <laughs> 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 signed up for it the next day, and then you know ran it two days later. That's awesome. Yeah, but I'm trying not to get stuck on that time because I know I can easily do that. So you know, the next fifty k I have, I'm, I'm I don't have any expectations for. I just want to finish. Well, also, I mean, you're keeping in mind, this is, this wasn't your A race. This was a long training run for you. It's, like if you had, had, you know, redlined it and taken two hours off your PR or something, what kind of shape you, would you have been in after that? And how would that have affected your training? Like you didn't want this to, to slow you down in terms of continuing to train. So. Exactly. And I felt great. I mean, it I was sore, you know, for a couple of days, but it wasn't anything major, you know, it not, not at all. So, I mean, I could have trained had I not had a busy week, but you know, that's another story, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm very proud of myself for doing it. Well, we're proud you of you. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. And now I want to hear about Melissa's race. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine that was Christina handing yeah. off the baton. <laughs> well, I mean, did you have any of the Christmas relay? <laughs> mine was a lot shorter than yours, and it was by far not a PR <laughs> for me. But I finished, and I'm here. So now you did Monument Valley. Yeah. So you know, I found this race probably in a similar state of ultra sign up magic uh, many 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 months ago probably you know november or something i found came across yeah, this last fall. yeah because i remember texting you two about it probably the instant that i found it it's the monument valley trail run it's put on by the same race organization that does zion 100 and the bryce canyon um so they're i mean they do a lot of races so this one's at monument valley and it's a 50 mile a 50K and a half marathon, which is really 14.4 miles. I don't know why they call it a half marathon. <laughs> it's longer. But I found this race and it just looked amazing. Someone who grew up in the Midwest like me, you know, didn't even know that there were parts of the world, of the country that looked like this in Monument Valley. They have um, videos on the, the website of you know, people running the course and it's just absolutely beautiful out in the desert with these giant monuments. So I had been interested in trying to do this and the it was kind of hard to tell what the terrain was like there from the description. Um, you know, like some people say something's not technical or whatever and I might find it <laughs> really difficult. It's hard to say. So it seemed like it would be pretty much in my comfort zone, except there's one section that is a 28% gradient for a mile. 
It goes straight up a mesa. And then you get to the top of the mesa, you run across it, there's an aid station, and then you turn around and run back down that 28% gradient. So it's a single track trail at a 28% gradient that people are going both up and down. And this made me very nervous. Because oh, wow. on the website, I mean, there's tons of information on the website and they link to, you know, I don't know, a dozen or so race reports of people who've done the race. So I read all of those and some people were like, yeah, it was awesome. And other people were, were saying how technical that section was. And it, it sounded like there might be steep drop-offs. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even know how I'd train for something that's a 28% gradient. And I live like basically in the mountains, <laughs> but I don't like, I do like, r runs that are hilly, but they're not 28% gradient. Now, are you pretty much like parallel to the ground? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how 28. Perpendicular. <laughs> yeah, perpendicular. Yeah. You perpendicular. Know. Oh. No. Yeah, I'm like, do you have to use your arms? Like, would I need climbing gear? I mean, <laughs> I don't even know. So I was pretty apprehensive about doing the ultra. And I think I was chatting with, with you two and like one of you said something like, is there a different option that you could do that doesn't involve mm -hmm. this? challenging section because it seemed like the rest of the course was within my comfort zone it was just this like <laughs> one section one and section. yeah but it's one mile up and then one mile down and it comes near the end of the ultras so you know after you've been running for many hours and you're tired then you do this section so um there is a half marathon with a 14.4, and it shares most of the course. I mean, it shares the course, but it doesn't include that mesa. So it seemed like a more doable option. Plus, I have a heavier teaching load this semester in terms of work than I've ever had. And I honestly, like, I had no idea how I was going to be able to handle it. Like, I didn't know, you know, is it going to crush me and I won't have much time to train. So I decided the half marathon would be a good option. And hopefully while I was out there, I could kind of check out the course a little bit more and see for fu the future, you know, what I might, yeah. what I might want to do. So, you know, I had, and oh, the other good thing about it was it fell on my spring break and Will's spring break. We had the same spring break. Um, so I don't get to travel much for races during the school year because I teach and my son's in school, but this was at a time when I could actually get away. So it seemed like, you know, a good thing to do. So um, everything was okay until about, it was like two or three weeks before the race, my foot just started hurting at the end of a run. And I think we talked about this on the last episode too. It's been going on <laughs> for a while. And I thought it was one of these stupid things. Okay, I'll take a day off and everything will be fine. But it wasn't, it like, got worse and then it got a little bit better, but then it got worse again. And I'm, I knew it was a completely stupid idea to try to go ahead and do this half marathon because I was injured and I shouldn't be out there running it. But yet I still didn't want to pull the plug on this trip because I felt like yeah. I'd invested so much in it and I'd actually canceled. Well, it was on the last week of my spring break, so I canceled class on the Monday after spring break 
And I had to, you know, I had to let the students know in the syllabus at the beginning of the semester. And I'm like, this is stupid. If I don't even go to this race, and I'm like, <laughs> I, like I gave them an online assignment to do that day or something. But I was like, you know, if I'm going to be here anyway, I might as well have just gone and taught like <laughs> I should have. So I was like, I have to go. So we went, uh, got to stop by and see Angela on our way. <laughs> on our way yeah. down there to Utah. So that was nice. Um, and this race is pretty nice. I mean, there's Monument Valley. It's it's in the Navajo Nation. Um, and it's pretty remote from other places. So uh, we stayed at the campground. The start and finish area is at the View Hotel, which is an iconic, you know, hotel that has an excellent view of all the monuments. It's super expensive to stay there, I think, but they have a campground. So we stayed there and it was awesome because it was, we were basically like right across from the start line, start finish area. And the campground had real actual bathrooms with a sink yes. and showers. And like, I just thought this is, this is the high life. <laughs> like, Five star. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're pretty dirt bags. So the thing I don't like <laughs> about camping before races is there's no bathroom and like I just want to wash my hands with water, not sanitizing hand gel. Like I need to put my contacts in. <laughs> you know, so this was awesome. There was running water. So that was an asset. And um I I decided I took the week off of running before the race entirely. I didn't run a step. I did a lot of walking and walking felt fine uh, with this injury. And so I knew that this race, it was an ultra too. So people were going to be there all day. There wasn't really a cutoff necessarily for the half. So I'm like, if I have to walk this whole thing, I can, I can do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, people will still be out running the 50 miler. <laughs> well, it takes <laughs> me to walk 14.4. So I had that in my mind that I could do that. And, um, but luckily, my foot started feeling better. The race was on Saturday, and on Friday morning, when I woke up, my foot didn't hurt. <laughs> like, cutting uh. it down to the wire, but I felt okay. Um, so got up on race morning and um, started to run, and yeah, it was great. It it was it seems like the kind of race that would be pretty small, but there were over three hundred people doing the half marathon. Um, and there were, I don't know how many people doing each of the ultra, but probably over a hundred, uh, doing each of the ultra distances. There are a lot of people out there on the trails wow. that day. And I guess actually this was a first for me because I've done what, like 11 ultras, but I have never done a trail race that's shorter than an ultra. And like, honestly, I'm more afraid of short trail races than long trail races because a short trail race, you know, people run fast and they're out there like for a good time ultras you know you have a different mindset it's slow you walk yeah. um i'm not as worried because i'm not i'm not fast but in an ultra there's not as much of difference between me and other people than there are in a short race you know what i mean so it was it was i was a little nervous about this and it starts right out onto very skinny single track and like the race started and I didn't even know that it started. I wasn't moving and I wasn't even walking. I was just like waiting my turn to step onto the single track. And then once I got there, going very slowly. So that was, 
it was very slow going for about the first, I don't know, three or four miles. And then we spit out onto like a dirt road and you could spread out a little bit more. So then I felt like by that point, it was actually a bit more technical than I had thought it would be based on the pictures and the descriptions on the course website. I mean, it looked like it was just going to be flat, hard packed sand, <laughs> but yeah. it was pretty rocky. Um, and there were some steep sections. There was one aid station on the course. It was at, we hit it at 5.5 miles and then like we looped around and hit it again at 10 and a half miles. So it was the same aid station, but we hit it twice. And after the first time that we got to that aid station, then we went back on to the single track and went up a pretty steep rocky hill, but it was short. And then after that, for a couple of miles, it was pretty technical terrain. And there was one section that I was honestly really terrified. <laughs> it was really short, but incredibly steep and rocky. And I was just like, Ooh. my feet. I mean, it reminded me of this time. I think I mentioned on the show and definitely to you guys before of when I fell really hard on a trail run on a descent. My feet just slid out from underneath me. It was rocky and there was sand on top of the rocks. And I just went down on my hip and was in Ugh. terrible pain. And the section was very much like that, only much more steep. I was like, I was so uh. scared. And I was so glad there wasn't a person right on my heels because I just basically came to a stop. And I'm like, how am I going to get <laughs> get across? And it was funny because I'd been running with this lady for a while and she just kind of flitted right across it like it was no problem. <laughs> and uh, took off and I was like oh my gosh but you know I finally like, carry me I know but I got down it I thankfully didn't fall and then I caught up to all these people who had gone ahead of me during this section and then you know it was flatter or uphill at that point and they're tired because I think for them like a 14.4 mile run was a difficult thing you know, and whereas for me, the terrain is what makes it difficult, but the distance per se, you know, I'm pretty able, I'm pretty accustomed to that, able to handle that. So, you know, the people who are passing me on technical sections, then I pass them back when it gets to a smoother part. Uh, but it was, you know, it was really nice. Um, the race organization gave a discount to Navajo runners. So there were a lot of local people from the Navajo Nation running. Um, and I thought that was, that was nice. really cool. And so, you know, I chatted with people as we were running and, you know, it was so beautiful. There were parts of the course, we were all just stopping and taking pictures and, you know, people would stop and somebody would you give them your phone and they take a picture of you and then you take a picture of them kind of thing. It nice. was, it was really nice. But then the end of it, yeah, so we did, there were, after that mile 5.5 aid station, then there was, you know, however many more miles of kind of technical terrain. Uh, and we hit, yeah, when we hit that aid station again, around mile 10 and a half, the rest of the course was on a dirt road. So it wasn't technical, uh, but it was hilly. And the last two miles of the course were pretty intense uphill because the, the elevation gain was only like 1,250, I think is what they said on the website. And I was like, oh, that doesn't seem like that much. 
but it was kind of all in the last two miles <laughs> and it felt pretty hard. And it was, there were a lot of people struggling at that section, a lot of people. And I mean, I felt pretty okay. I think what really got people was the course was incredibly sandy. In addition to the technical rocks, like you were running through pretty deep sand and that just trashes your legs. If I mean, to me, it really felt a lot like running through these snowstorms we get in Colorado that just dump a foot of snow <laughs> on the ground and then you're trying to run through that. It felt very similar to that because you're kind of slipping and sliding around and in deep snow and it tires you out. And then you get off of that and you're just going straight uphill for two miles and it's hot oh. by that point. So there are some people, I, some people I saw in distress, I would say at that section, but I mean, I, it was, I mean, it was a little bit tough, but I knew I was going to make it to the end by that point. So yeah, it was nice. Finished it so up. How, and... You said it got hot. How, how was the weather for the race? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not really sure what the temperature is. I mean, the desert gets very cold at night. I, I don't didn't yeah. have like any device that was telling me what the temperature was. It was not as cold as when we camped out in Phoenix before across the years. And it got down to like 20 degrees and there was frost on the ground. There was no frost when we woke up, um, but it was really chilly. And I was really uncomfortably cold at the start line. And I was wearing a jacket, but right before the the race started i was like you know what i'm gonna go ahead and take this jacket off now and put it into my pack um because it's gonna be hard to stop and do that on the single track trail when you're so crowded and i know i'm gonna get hot once i start moving so i was really glad i'd done that and i think some of the problem is people had really overdressed for that because they dressed for how the temperature was in the morning when it was still very cold um there were a lot of people wearing a lot of clothing. <laughs> I was wearing shorts and a singlet and I was hot by the end. So I don't know what the temperature was. And it was also, I mean, it's very different from a road half marathon where you have an aid station every mile or two. Like we had two aid stations over 14.4 miles and they were tough 14.4 miles. And I mean, I wore my vest my Jenny vest with about 40 ounces of water in it. And I didn't drink that much, but I was so glad I had that with me. I would not have done that course without taking water because five and a half miles was really too long to go without water in the desert that way. And I think a lot of people who are struggling um, hadn't brought water with them. So they were getting pretty dehydrated. Now, now you mentioned photos and I would just like to say for our listeners to check out your blog clothmother.com because you have some really beautiful photos of the area of the race and you know your adorable son is, you know <laughs> is in this photo and then you kind of scroll down your your wonderful blog post about this race and you see your gators oh right <laughs> with duct tape <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, the the race website did say it's very sandy out there. You should wear gaiters. Um, and, of course, I, I wasn't sure what shoes to wear because I didn't know how technical the course was going to be. And I finally decided to wear my Solomons that I wore for the Bear Chase Ultra. They have I, – I like the lugs on those shoes. Um, 
but for some reason those little the little velcro thing you know when you have you wear shoes with gaiters and you have a little velcro thing on the back of your shoe that you attach the gaiters to those were missing from my shoes i don't know if they fell off or what but it's like 10 minutes until start time i'm putting on my shoes and i'm like where's the velcro thing i don't have any way to attach my gaiters <laughs> So duct tape to the rescue, Rob duct taped my gaiters to my shoes. Um, and they actually, they held up. The picture on my blog is from the end of the race where one of the, the duct tape is coming off. But that yeah. only happened around mile 14. So oh, they wow. the duct tape held up for 14 miles. But this is something you should be prepared for if you're going to run this race. I'm not sure that the gators were actually doing anything because the sand is so fine. I mean, it's like if you took sugar and ran it through a food processor, oh it's like God. so fine. It comes in through the mesh of your shoes. So when I took off my socks, like I don't know how many tablespoons of sand were inside my socks <laughs> even because of this, but there was a, a lot of sand in my shoes, even with the gaiters. So that's something to be aware of. And I had put, you know, the race uh, director gave this kind of, I forget what it's called, but we got it like in our goodie bag to put on your feet. He's, he recommended it for this kind of race, but I said, I'd never tried it before. So I was a little nervous to try it on race day. And I used run goo. This oh, stuff. Yeah. I actually, I had a packet of it left that I had gotten at across the years because I'd never used it either, but I put it on at across the years and I ran a hundred miles and didn't have a single blister. So I was like, this stuff is gold. Ooh. I'm going to use it. So I slept, I mean, it, it looks like, and feels like diaper cream. I don't know what it's made out of, but. Now, did you slather it on? Or did I you slathered like it over my did. whole okay. foot. Yeah. But I, w I was also KT taped. My I KT taped my foot. So I tried to steer clear of the KT tape because I didn't want it to come off. Right. Um, but I didn't get any blisters. I didn't have any problems with my feet. I could feel the sand in there mm -hmm. and it wasn't super mm -hmm. comfortable, but I didn't have any blisters or problems with it. So nice. It was a good race. I mean, I think people should know what they were getting into because it it was a lot tougher than I thought it was gonna be. Cause I'm just thinking in my mind, oh, a half marathon. Ooh, big deal. You know, <laughs> like right. I, that that's just a run of the mill run for me. Right. But it was it was pretty hard and I I was not pushing myself at all. I mean I wasn't it was actually really nice to run a half marathon this way and just take it slow and be towards the back of the pack and look at the scenery. <laughs> um, but I think if, if you aren't prepared for that, if you don't go into it with that mindset, it will be an unpleasant surprise for you. <laughs> so it's tough, well, it looks, but it's beautiful. It looks absolutely gorgeous. It was. I mean, it does. It was. Mine does not, mine doesn't even compare. I mean, not at all. I had a freeway. <laughs> so you did give us a nice picture of Glendale, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, how, I want to know how how you did because um, both of you have had stomach issues. So, how did you guys do with fueling on these races? Yeah, Christina, you were saying about your eating and drinking on the the race. I want to hear about that too. You know, all I had was I had Carbo Pro. And then I had um, pretzels. I, I steered clear of the potato chips from the San Diego. 
uh, race. So I stayed away from the potato chips. I had a little bit of Coca-Cola. And I think that was it. That's not that, a that's not a whole lot. It's not for a lot. 50K. It's, it's not. No. But the Carbo but Pro. How did you feel? Yeah, is that it, is Carbo Pro designed to kind of you don't have to eat other stuff if you take in enough of that or Well, I did get hungry. Yeah. That was one thing. I did get hungry. Um one thing I didn't I don't think I ate enough before the race. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I probably didn't eat a lot during the race. I probably could have eaten more. Yeah. But I did it. It just makes me nervous for some reason. Eating so, makes you nervous? Yeah. Yeah. Just because my I know my my stomach is so sensitive, it just makes me nervous. And so I just stick with the light stuff. Um, and CarboPro really helped me. I don't get any issues with it at all. But but I get hungry. <laughs> That's the thing. I get hungry. Like I want food in my stomach. Yeah. So. And what about you, Melissa? How did you feel? Really good. I mean, actually, it was so kind of refreshing to be running a shorter race. Like, I felt so much pressure was off. (laughs) I like, I didn't, there were so many things I didn't have to worry about, like fueling. I mean, Christina, I wasn't going to be out there for 50K like you were. Yeah. And I was kind of getting ready race morning and realized I hadn't even considered what I would be eating out there so I had brought some trail butter with me I really like trail butter I mean it's like super thick peanut butter or almond butter um but I've had really good luck with that so I I had and it's like it's a you know essentially the size of a gel packet but there's 200 calories in there so it's twice as much um calories so I brought one of those with me um and at some point I did open that up and take a little bit of it, just a tiny amount. And then when I got to the aid station, both, I think only the first time at mile 5.5, I had a few orange slices and that was it. I felt like I really didn't need much food. Sure. For that, but water, I definitely, I had my vest and I tried to, to stay hydrated with water. But yeah, food food's something I'm gonna have to deal with also and figure it out because oh. I I don't have that dialed. No. And you felt okay afterwards because I know you it seems like sometimes you do like you make it through the race, but yeah. you've said then you get done and then you tank. So mm-hmm. yeah, how did you feel afterwards? I did not puke or pass out. I finished. Yes. Yeah, I, I finished the race, and I mean our campsite was like right at the finish line, so. I finished the race and went over back to our campsite and I was feeling hungry at that point. So I started eating. We all had lunch. It was about lunchtime. And as I was eating, I just like, yeah, I started feeling really lightheaded and sick mm. and like I need to lie down. So I went up into our tent and and laid down and I think I actually fell asleep <laughs> for like an hour because I woke up and Will had crawled up and he was beside me reading a book. Mm. <laughs> but after that I was fine yeah I think I just needed I to lay down I wonder why that is I wish that I knew I yeah. think part of it this time also was I had not been sleeping well I mean I had a, I was really busy with work and I had a ton of stuff I was trying to take care of before we left and then 
on our camping trip, I just could not sleep in the in the camper. My back was really bothering me. So I'd sleep, I'd wake up at two in the morning and then just be up because my back hurt so bad. Aww. So I think I was really tired. Yeah. But it takes its toll. Yeah. It does. <laughs> Okay, so one I have another question for both of you. You both um, had a um, saw some famous people during your run, or had some famous runners on both of your runs. So tell us about that. Uh, well, I had um, the jester. I had Ed. Uh, is it Eddinghouse? Eddinghausen, I, I think. Yeah, uh, Eddinghausen. Yes, I had him at uh, at my race, and I got a high five from him. That's awesome. Nice. Yes. And yeah. Melissa. Well, there were. I think there were a lot of famous people at my race. Um, I I think Jamil Curry was there, but I didn't know that. I didn't see what? him. Oh. Yeah, there was. I think there were a lot of people from Aravipa running there, and Rob told me he saw Jamil Curry on the start line. I never saw him. Um, I saw Vanessa Run's van. I don't know what she looks like, so I might have seen her too. But um, I know I've listened to shows that she's been interviewed on. But I saw her van there, so she was around. Cool. So I think there were some there's some big name people there. I don't know, probably others, and I just didn't. I was so so far in the back, yeah. I didn't see them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we'll have to get ultra ordinary running stickers, and then when we show up at a race, they'll you know Ooh. somebody will say, "Oh, we the ultra ordinary running girls were at the race." That's right. <gasps> yeah, and like t-shirts, we can make our own <laughs> apparel line. <laughs> Oh my because God. do you remember from one of our early episodes, I said one of my problems with women's running apparel is the racer back tank tops when you're going to be wearing a vest. I, yes. Yep. And this bugs me. But I tried it. I had Rob slather this run goo stuff on my shoulders because I, I was wearing a racer back tank and I wore my Jenny vest and I didn't have any chafing problems. So. Oh, that's good. That, that was good. But, but maybe we can make our own apparel line that doesn't have that problem makes vest friendly i think tops. i think that's a i think that's a great idea because we're <laughs> going to need a tire for javelina that's right Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh and the, you know what the best part we didn't even talk about in my race was when we came back home we got to stay at angela's house overnight oh yay how wonderful yes, we had a great time Angela's that family so is fun. the coolest. Your family is the best. And we had Aww. so much fun talking. Sweet. I didn't even, like, it didn't even occur to me to take a picture or anything. <gasps> we have no photographs of this. What? But it was I know. So fun. Yeah, we didn't selfie at the park and we didn't when you guys came back from the race we either. Didn't, we, we didn't totally selfie in it. the hot tub either. I was hot tubbing no. with Angela. Oh, that would have <gasps> been a great one. Angela, was, she fixed us dinner, these delicious enchiladas. And your husband made um, made me margarita. <laughs> that was Did great. Did make you margarita, yep. And your daughter entertained my son. And he, he can't stop talking about her. He just thinks she's the best. So I highly recommend to any vagabond <laughs> ultra runners out there, if you ever have the chance to stay at the Murphy Bed and Breakfast, 
<laughs> they will Murphy's take good... home for wayward ultra runners. Yeah, they will take good <laughs> care of you. <laughs> and it was huge for my son because he's terrified of dogs and you have two dogs and he like he was totally cool with it and he even pet, he did pet so them. good your dogs are he so did. nice yeah so, he did so good thank i well, cannot I thank yeah i cannot thank you enough for oh, hosting well us. you're welcome you're welcome anytime we had a great time <laughs> having you guys i thought oh my gosh we're so rambunctious and unorganized and no. we just you know but we just had a great time having you guys here and and uh Chelsea loved playing with Will. I told her tonight, I said, he just he just thought you were just the coolest. And she goes, and she's fifteen. She goes, Really? She goes, that just she goes, My life is complete. If oh. I have a six year old that thinks oh. I'm cool, that is the best. <laughs> he he keeps talking about her and he's like, So when is Angela's daughter going to come visit me? <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is so sweet so sweet yeah yeah it's fun it's fun because you know you, you see each other all week and you tweet each other back and forth or whatever and then it's fun to just actually get in the hot know, tub together around, you know get in the hot tub and chat and you know i look at the stars and uh-huh. you know we talked about races and who knows what else but yeah we had a great time so well it sounds like you two both had I just think great experiences. I'm just tickled for both of you. I'm so excited for Christina's race because it was just such a whimsical thing. And it just, I just think when things line up the way they're supposed to, and then it just works out so well. And it was just seemed like all such a positive experience. Oh, thank you, Angela. It was, I, 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 yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And Melissa has been looking at this race for, Gosh, I we oh, looked yeah. at it for months. I I know. I think I've I was trying to rope you two in to <laughs> to coming out there and doing it. Probably, <laughs> I think so. I didn't Probably. succeed in that. And I, Mike, I had wanted to check out this Mitchell Mesa to see if it was something I felt like I could do in the future if I want to go back and do the ultra. But it just didn't work out because it, I, it, you really couldn't get there by car. Unless- yeah, unless oh. you were running. I mean, you could park at this aid station, but then it was several miles just to run to this section and then up it. So it really didn't work for us to go there and check it out. So I, I still don't know what it's like. For sure. I, I mean, I talked to some people who had run it, but again, it's always somebody thinks something is not that challenging that maybe I do. So it's, you know, it's hard to say how I would react, but yeah. maybe we can all yeah. meet there next year. <laughs> maybe oh. let me get through javelina first that's true let me get through the north fork 50 first yeah. oh yeah yeah that's coming up did you get the yeah. th- did you get an email today yes it yeah. gave me anxiety no <laughs> it was such a it was such a nice email from the race director though yeah just you know it popped up on my phone you know the email from north fork 50 email and i went nope I can't look at that uh, right now. <laughs> just, oh. My heart started beating fast and my feet started to tingle and my palms got sweaty. Uh, and I was like, oh my gosh. I think if you read the email, though, it'll calm you down. Because it was such a nice email from the race director. Just, you yeah. know, kind of checking in and and stuff. So, yeah. It was a slow, I had a slow running week. Like, I feel like it was like a, a 
like I had two really good weeks and then kind of now a slow one. And so I'm last week was so, you know, then I start doubting my abilities and I start wondering if I can go that far and am I not training enough and all that. So you can, it'll it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Just lots of other things going on right now and, but it'll work. It'll work out. It'll be fine. Well, this is also a super busy time at work for you. I think once that settles down, it's going to make a huge difference. It will. Yeah, because you have the pressure from work that, you know, you need to, you know, be working a certain amount and whatnot. And I know lots of people work a lot of hours and and whatnot, but it's just, yeah, it's a little bit of a stressful time and it's a stressful month for me. And, um, but I'll, you know, yeah, I think. four weeks from now will be a totally different story so that'll be fine it'll be great yeah 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 I think you're in a good position right now just yeah you know you don't want to add on to that extra stress that you have you know yeah it'll be all right I need to get I think I need to get a you know when you haven't had a long run in a couple weeks like I don't know. You're getting you antsy? Thinking, I get antsy and I think, oh gosh, I don't know if I can, you know, it's like you have to rebattle that, can I run that far mm-hmm. kind of thing. And oh. so. I even do that okay. with my, I even do that with my short runs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like three miles. Oh my gosh. <laughs> how do I run again? I forget how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I doing this right? Oh my gosh, can I breathe? What? Yeah, so silly. But well, I I think this is a good place to wrap it up. What do you two think? Yeah, I I think so. I think we got two nice recaps, and you guys both had great races, and onward and upward to the next uh, next week of training. Yes. So if you haven't followed us yet on iTunes, um, subscribe. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and you can check out all of our blogs and um, on our website, which is ultraordinary.run. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us all on Twitter and all that information's on the website. And we thank you guys for listening. We thank you for commenting and subscribing and all of those good things because it's nice to get some feedback and we had a little feedback. We know somebody missed us because it's been a couple weeks since we had a podcast. So, so uh, we appreciate that somebody missed us. <laughs> We're back. Thank you. Thank you.